you will know from your life's experience that the words of a dying person have always been treated as having special significance, special importance. And so when we here read this morning the passage which came from the second book of Samuel, that passage contained the last words of King David who was about to die. We are conditioned to be aware that these are words of some importance and some significance. And we should remember that although these are the words of a king dying, David was not always a king. We are to remember that he had a very ordinary beginning a very ordinary upbringing. We are not to lose sight of the fact that he was a humble shepherd boy in his earlier years, not born with that silver spoon in the mouth that many people are born with. David, by birth, by the family that he grew up in, had no divine right to be king. His right to rule as king, his right to use the power of a king as kings were in those days, that came not from men, but from God. Came from God through his anointing David to be king. In other words, the voice of God spoke in a way that people were able to hear and understand, not least David himself. He knew himself called to be a king. Men and women, I think, like me, would tell you, and you would expect, I think, that we would understand ourselves to be called in some special way, that we understand ourselves to have been granted a power which we might not otherwise have recognized within us, and that we are to use that power which God gives us, yes, to speak, but also to serve. And that service might be a word. It might be the laying on of hands. It may be a cuddle to bring comfort. But we know we have a role which is important. It is to be a servant of God. David believed that he had been called to be king. The careful reader of Samuel, indeed the not-so-careful reader of Samuel and the reader of David's life, will soon appreciate that the house of David in the years that followed his anointing and even David himself 
did not attain or hold to the standards that were expected of them, they strayed as do us all. Impossible for us to answer positively that David and his house had behaved as God expected kings to behave. How were they expected to behave, to rule justly and in the fear of God? Not fear in terms of fright, but fear in terms of awe and wonder. In many ways, David was the best king that Israel ever had. And in many ways, Israel would be among the best nations of the world, not only in David's time, but in the centuries thereafter. One of the best nations of the world. And for long, long periods, both king and nation maintained the standard expected of them, but not always. And so the question must be asked, if the best king and the best nation he ruled is unable to meet the high standards that are expected of them, are these standards too high? Would life be easier for us if we were not aware of the standard of living that God expects from us all. And we are to remember that we live in a world where many nations don't come anywhere close to the way that God would want them to live. The biblical teaching articulated in 2 Samuel and repeated again and again throughout the pages of this, the Bible, is that there can be no compromising with that standard that God expects. A standard set for rulers and the people. None of us, to my knowledge, are kings or queens. But we are expected by God to behave like kings or queens anointed by him. God will not tolerate compromise with the reign of justice for all the peoples of creation. History records the failures of rulers and nations and we know well from our present state of affairs worldwide that there is much that is more than sad, but is just dreadful. We still have not cleansed our planet from wars. In my lifetime, there has been war somewhere on earth and it looks like continuing for some time to come. 
so committed its scripture to the standard of a just rule, a standard of service, that it is articulated in the very last words of David, the best king that Israel knew. The spirit of the Lord speaks through me. David's words. His message is on my lips. The protector of Israel said to me, the king rules with justice, who rules in obedience to God, is like the sun shining on a cloudless dawn. And of course, the church, the people of God, it goes forward. It is called to seek justice for all peoples, called to press for people of God to live in the awe of God. There have been times when the expectation of justice for all, even within the church, has not been attained. But even if the practice has fallen short of the ideal, the ideal is always as it has been and must be according to God's will. And as such, it must not be compromised for the sake of human convenience. You and I, we all know our need of the grace of God. The grace of God that comes to meet our weakness, enabling us to confess our sin and to hear the voice of God saying, I love you, I forgive you, I call you, for you are my people through Jesus Christ, my son, your Lord. May God bless to us the preaching of his word. May he give to us the ability to hear and to understand. May he give us the power to live according to his will.